Yeah, I'm not uh, entirely convinced that an alligator could successfully metabolise an entire naan bread. No? Well, I'd be very surprised if they could. Episode 7. Episode 7 of Words. Words, indeed. With Chris and Drew. Um, I've got some more treats this week, including all the questions that everyone sent in. I've also got... Um, we're going to do another quiz-type thing, and we're going to test Andrew on how English he is by his knowledge of um, tea tasting. Yep. So we've got that coming up a little bit later on. We've got three types of tea. Um, he's going to have a blind taste test and see if he can work out what brands he is drinking. So, well, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, we've also got Andrew's joke, which um, he's informed me is going to be even better than last week's. You've no idea, mate. Seriously. Well, I mean, Adam, uh... Adam Jarrett commented saying, what a joke, wow. when he heard it. You must, was he must talking about the joke, or was he just talking about the podcast in general? Well, he said the joke, but he, to listen to the joke, he would have had to listen to the whole thing. Yeah. So that that, yeah. that that in itself is a joke, and I think it's got over <laughs> Never mind. Oh, okay. Moving on. Uh, he actually, yeah, talking about comments and more motivation. He he texted me the other uh, last week saying, "Laying back, listening to your podcast, best way to best way to chill." Wow. I was like, "Nice one, man." That's Glad you nice. enjoyed it. Yeah, exactly. And we've had quite a few people sharing it and saying they've been listening to it on the way to work and stuff. Martin Bird, he was saying he was listening to it, and Chris Gillen. He's off skiing somewhere listening to us. So that must make you feel good. It does, and it astonishes me that anyone you know, goes on holiday and decides they want to take a little bit of Bromley with them. Oh, yeah. Well, they're taking, they're taking the best part of Bromley. I suppose you, that's true. Your right? words. Wow. Well, it's not for me to say, but... Yeah. <laughs> not quite. Well, I'm saying it. Oh, anyway, right. um, I must clear something up straight away. Um, last week we did the Crystal Palace quiz. Yes. And um, Andrew would have you believe that he got a very good score. Um, Paul Perkins is he was utterly disappointed with you for your blatant editing that went on whatever do you mean Christopher oh uh, yeah see you're a scoundrel is what I mean you got, you edited it together so it sounded like you did really well when quite clearly that was not the case so naughty Andrew bad Andrew um, well before we dive in to the questions we need to start by talking about the passing of Alan Rickman I know right that sucks. Yeah, we. You've said that each week. I've said the person. You've gone. Yeah, it sucks. Well, I'm not. It wrong. does. I know, but like, what's your first Alan Rickman memory? Uh, probably Die Hard. No, actually, no. Probably Robin, Robin Hood. Robin Hood. Yeah, Robin yeah, Hood, Prince of Thieves. Was... He was by far the best thing about that movie. Oh, amazing! Just classic pantomime villain. I cut your heart out with a spoon. Yeah, amazing. And cancel Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Because it's Dalla or whatever he says. Love it. Oh. Absolutely loved it. He was but, the best thing in that movie. And also a very distinctive voice. Yes. Amazing voice. I should actually apologise. I'm a little bit ill. 
Um, so my yeah, voice, you, you do sound a little bit under par, has to be yeah, said. Yeah, my voice might sound a little bit more husky than usual, and I apologise if um, it's uh, interfering with anyone's listening. I'll try and perk up as we go on. I have to say, I did notice something of a generational divide when I saw the uh, news about Alan Rickman on social oh, yeah. media. Like people roughly my age were, it was always it was either Hans Gruber. Yeah, yeah. Or, um, well, it was mostly Hans Gruber things that people... I think were. Matt Label posted something saying, am I the only one that said Hans Gruber instead of Snape? Yeah. Like, and then, and they, then people sort of like five or six years younger than me saying, oh no, Snape, you know. Yeah, yeah, of course. Anyway, very sad. But yeah, it just shows that the man had great range. Oh yeah, amazing. Well, oh yeah, sad news once again. But by all accounts, he was a really, really good chap as well on mm-hmm. a, on a personal level. Really easy to work with. Uh, really. You sound like you've worked with him. No, but I wish I had. Yeah, not that I, not that I act. No. Well. All right. Well, yeah, we'll try and lighten the mood now with our first question, which um, hit me with it. Comes in the comes from the mind, the very weird mind of Liam McFarlane. Um. He said, if you could be buried in a fag box, would you choose an open top or a slider pack? Hmm. I can't imagine benefits for either. So that, like, that we could like slide you out. <laughs> or you could like flip the lid off and it'd just be your head there. I think the slider, to me, immediately sounds more convenient because if mm. for whatever reason you needed to remove me from the box... Yeah. If it's a flip top, you'd have to flip the lid, then tip pull, you out. Yeah, tip the thing upside down, and, <laughs> and it would you'd all have be a to bit of a lava. Thinking about it, if you need, if you were going to tip you out of a fag box with a flip top, you'd have to go in uh, head first mm. with your feet at the end, so that when they tipped you out, you didn't land on your head. Well, quite exactly. Yeah, slider makes more sense. Doesn't slider it? seems infinitely slide more practical. Slide it out. Your whole body's there. Yeah, I think we've I think we've put that one. To, I, do, to can bit. you get? I mean, I don't smoke. Can you get slidey cigarette mm-hmm. boxes? I, know, I don't think I've ever seen one. Yeah. I think B and H started it first. Oh right! But yeah, there you go. A little bit of um, cigarette trivia. No, I've only ever seen the flip top uh, variety. Yeah, well, you need to get with the times, mate. So um, there you go. Andrew needs to take up smoking. <laughs> yeah. Or not? Uh, okay. Well, there, there you go, Liam. Good question, mate. Um, Adam Jarrett. Hey, Adam. Hello. Hey. Um, he said, "You both play guitar." What's the best guitar you've ever played on? And he added that the best guitar he's played on is a BC Rich Warlock. Well, um, good question. Good question. Because um, anyone who knows me knows that that's a topic on which I have considerable enthusiasm. Yeah. I would say, and I didn't play the guitar for very long, this was the best electric guitar I've ever yeah, yeah. experienced. I think it was an American-made Jackson SL2. Um, that's funny, actually, because the best guitar I ever played was a Jackson as well. Ah, which one? Um, Randy Rhodes. Um, it was my brother's, and uh, it was like a... I think it was like a Flying V, and it was like bright red and gorgeous. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Massive as well, but yeah, it yeah. was just so nice to play. Like, Yeah. Um, so, yeah, maybe Jackson's like... Up there. Yeah, they're very very playable guitars, and I think they primarily are marketed to play people who play 
more aggressive music, you know. Yeah. More Anyone t- more of note that music. you know that plays Jackson? Well, not personally, but... No, but I mean in, like, in real, real, big real life. Well, um, Joe DePlantier, he plays... Uh, oh, does he? Yeah, he's, 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 he has a custom Jackson. Oh, cool. Uh, Mark Moulton, I believe, has a custom Jackson. Uh, Chris Broderick, he has a custom Jackson. Obviously popular. Um, yeah, lo- loads of players. Yeah. Sweet. Very, very, very good guitar brand. But um, the thing is, I only, I only played that guitar for about well, maybe 10, 10 to 20 seconds at most. It was just a friend's and he said, oh, yeah, try that. Oh, right. I thought, oh, this is really nice. And then I had to give it back to him, oh, sadly. Right. But um, of my, I mean, I have several. I don't think you see this guitar very often, but my Mexican Stratocaster I got when I was 16. I didn't even know you had that. I'm fairly certain I brought it hit around here a couple of times. Uh, maybe. But um, it's it's kind of a pity I don't really get to use It's not really suitable for the band, unfortunately, but it's a really, really... I mean, there's a lot of um, sentimental value in the thing, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But it's got the single coil pickups, and that really, really... You can inject a lot of your personality, assuming, oh, okay. assuming you have one, um, <laughs> into your playing. All right. With those. Remember, you're talking to a drummer. Well, I may be able to play guitar, but I can't. I don't know anything about funny, it. Funny, funny story. I um, I was doing some lessons, some guitar lessons yesterday. Oh, go on. And this kid, I think she's eight or nine. Yeah. And she was asking me about how how you play the drums. All right. Basically, I said, well, and uh, she said, I mean, do you just hit them? <laughs> yeah. I said, well, you know, that's the general principle of the thing. But I think she was sort of under the impression that that's easy. Oh, okay. You know, and uh, I don't think I'll ever probably admit this to you ever again. But right. um, I can't wait to hear this. Well, I, I did say to her, you know what? Never ever admit. You should never admit this to a drummer. But um, I personally think, and I say this as someone who's played guitar for more most of my adult life now. Um, I think it's probably more difficult to master the drums than it is to master the guitar. That is a bold statement. Yeah, but I'm sticking to it, and anyone who doesn't like it can bog off. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> but uh, she 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 didn't believe me though. All right. And she was like, "What? Well, how? What? You know, how's that even possible? I mean, what's the worst that could happen if you play drums? Yeah. You swing and you miss. Oh dear. Oh you know. Well, she didn't say it exactly like that. Um, whatever. <laughs> and in the end, I had to say, "Well, think of it as an immensely complicated clapping game." Yeah, yeah. And suddenly a little light bulb went off over his head. Like, oh, I see. Okay, serious business, clearly. <laughs> yeah, did she sound like that? Yeah. Eight or nine years old, serious business. Oh, right. serious business. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, yeah, let's move on. Um, cheers for that, Adam. Um, Ross Lefley, again, thank you for listening again, Ross, if you are. I <laughs> hope you are. Um, what kind of legacy do you think artists like Lemmy and Bowie leave behind. Will their music still have an impact or be relevant in the years to come? Yes. Yep. Yes, absolutely. Fair enough. <laughs> Is that what you're I, giving me? I can say that unequivocally. Yeah. Would, you, would you like me to elaborate? I think Ross would. Okay, <laughs> oh, right. well, fair enough. Um, well, I mean, as far as Lemmy goes, I think Motorhead are possibly more relevant now than they have been for quite a long time. 
because I, I, I rant and rave on this particular topic quite a lot and um, well, a lot of heavy music in this day and age sounds substantially less dangerous than Motorhead did back in their heyday. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Their stuff was always rough, clanking and you got the very real sense that the entire thing could come crashing down mm. at any moment but that was what was exciting about it. Yeah, yeah. You know, it just. So you it, think nowadays that that kind of music's lost that a little bit? So well, it's like, I think, I think, yeah. You're only going to get it from one place, kind of thing, and that's Motorhead. Yeah, well, not just Motorhead. I mean, you know, when you listen to. He mentioned Bowie as well. Yeah. I mean, Bowie was like, you know, kind of. Um, I mean, I think his legacy is obviously going to be very different. Oh but, yeah. Uh, you know. Um, as a sort of we, eccentric we, like character. And we we said we said the other day, didn't we, that. Um, his he, he's his sphere of influence is extremely broad, you know. Yeah. You get people in the metal world and people in the pop world and you know, every kind of conceivable musical sphere. Even even film wise as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in a in a few movies, wasn't he? Yeah. Motorhead were in the young ones as well. Yeah. So They were, weren't they? In fact that was my first exposure to, to uh Motorhead. to Motorhead. Yeah. But um I think I I remember reading um, somewhere he did he did the Tin Machine album, mm. and I remember reading somewhere that uh, at the time nobody liked it. It was much of a much reviled record. Yeah, but this uh, music person mm. who uh, had written about it retrospectively basically said it's music that's so far ahead of its time. We're still waiting for it to happen. <laughs> so you have to wonder. I mean, is there a good chunk of his catalogue which? might suddenly make sense in the next 10 to 20 years. Yeah, you never know. Because, you know, so, he didn't, he didn't as, as an artist, he didn't stand still. No. And over the course of a career as long as that, that's really, really quite impressive. This is the gift that keeps on giving. I know, right? And, so, uh, I've, and I've heard stories of, you know, about people saying, you know, their, their kids have seen the news about David Bowie and, you know, they don't know who he is because they're much too young to have heard yeah. any of his music and... Uh, so then they start exploring his, his music and suddenly, you know, they've got life on Mars on repeat on their iPods. Do yeah. kids still use iPods? Uh, yeah. Oh, good. Um, yeah, I'm still with it. <laughs> um, you know, so, yeah, I think it will go They'll on. Definitely, definitely still be relevant. Oh, yeah. There's more to discover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Fair enough. Um, good question, Russ. Um, mm-hmm. Well done. Katarina or Rena? Um, I almost didn't know who you meant then. Yeah. Um, this is quite a funny question. She went, can you describe your last toilet experience as a film? And she suggested Too Fast, Too Furious and Gone with the Wind. Hmm. Oh, my God. So how was your last toilet experience? <laughs> We're just looking for a pun, really, but only based on the uh, film title. You know, you know how I feel about puns. Uh, I know. You, you love them for some ineffable reason. They're amazing. Uh, apocalypse now. <laughs> oh God! What the hell? Uh, was, that, was that acceptable? I'd say so. It's, do, it's do slightly, another? it's slightly concerning. Do you want another one? Go on. Uh, deep impact. That was the one I was going to say. So deep impact. You've got to get up really <laughs> early in the morning to catch me out, mate. Oh, mate. Oh, fair enough. Well, yeah. Cheers for that, Rena. That's made me laugh knowing that Andrew's last toilet break was an apocalypse. Um. Okay. Jason, 
<laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's one a of, good one. It's one of my favourite questions. Really? Wow, he, he let's was, hear it. <laughs> yeah. um, he said, why is Andrew such a stupid, ugly bitch? Wow. <laughs> Are you slightly taken aback by that? Takes one to no one, love. Oh, Jason's been a bit rude to you there. Yeah. Don't Wait, know why. Next question. Oh, you're not, you're not okay. You don't want to get into a slagging match with Jason, do you? Well, do you want a serious answer to that? Yeah, go on. Why are you such a stupid ugly bitch? Yeah, it's a gift. I was born with it. Next mm. question. All right, fair enough. Sorry, Jace. I don't know what you were expecting there. Um, Sophie, Sophie Nunn, um, who was sexier, Bowie or Rickman? Uh, that's a tricky one. <laughs> it is. Because, mm. I mean, Rickman had the voice. Bowie had the look, maybe. I don't mm. know. I don't know how you would uh, kind of Well, ju- you know, this. I think... Sexy in different ways, aren't they? Yeah. You know. How are they? How are they sexy in different ways? Well, do you want a detailed analysis? <laughs> I'm just interested. You know, well, Sophie wanted to know who you thought was sexier. Everyone, every girl that I've actually spoken to about this has said um, Alan Rickman. Actually. Okay. Just so you know. Okay. So what would be I'm the prepared to believe that? You believe that? Yeah. Okay. So we're we going with Rickman was slightly sexier than Bowie. Well, you know. Can we call it even, Stevens? Uh, I suppose so. We'll just say they're equally sexy. Yeah. 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 Not upsetting anyone with that. Well, no, it's it's more that I don't really have a strong opinion. Yeah, but I mean, it's not in a in a sort of. It's just in a like, the sex appeal kind of thing. Mm. You know, some people would say you've got sex appeal. What would you say to that? Thanks. Thanks. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Thanks a lot. All right. Well, yeah, I think we're going for Rickman there, Safe. Um, all right. Matt Label is, I uh, hope you get to listen to this on your long drive again. Mm. And you, this is a, this is an interesting one. Um, he, he wants to know uh, soft mints versus extra strong mints. Extra strong mints, no competition. Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say soft mints. Why do you say extra strong mints? You're taking the piss. No, I'm not. What do you mean? Why do you feel so strongly about this? Well, you know, you can have mints that taste like mints, or you can have these utterly pusillanimous blue monstrosities. Well, they're still mints. They're just chewy. No, 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 no. Yeah. (laughs) No, 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 no. Oh, mint. You're like like one of them guys, like, I want my mints to be hard and strong. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I like my (laughs) mint. Quite so. (laughs) Yeah. So if you're, if you like, say like you'd, you'd had a kid and like he grew up and he come in and he had like a, he had a, he had some soft mints, would you just be like, what the fuck are you playing at? No, you know, I mean, I, you know, I would, uh. I'm not having them soft mints in my house. <laughs> no, I would, uh, you know, whatever. I can't enforce mints on anyone. No. Nor, nor would I wish to, quite I, frankly. I was a fan of the Tic Tac. I don't, I don't get Tic Tacs that often anymore, but I miss them. Waste of time. Why are they a waste of time? Because they're not uh, strong mints. So just, it's, to you, it's just strong mints all the way. Yeah. Like, no question. Yeah, yeah, all yeah. right, Matt, you've got a pretty definitive answer there. I'm just going for extra strong mints or nothing. Oh, I'm assuming he means the, the Trevor ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Trevor. <laughs> Trebor, however you, however you <laughs> yeah. say it. I don't know. You say things weird. No, I don't. You do. Say ketchup. 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 Oh, I love that. Oh, God. Why have I waited this long to get you to say ketchup on air? 
<laughs> okay. Um, Jay Cooper. Hey, Jay. Oh, that rhymed. Um, well done. She, yeah, cheers, mate. Um, she, she said, Would you rather be able to fly or breathe underwater? Pros and cons. Oh, very good. Very good. Yeah. So what are you what are you think? So breathing underwater, what would you say are the pros to that? Well, the fact that you can't drown yep. would be quite a good. Uh, yeah. What would you do though if you if you could if you could breathe underwater? What would you? How would you use that? I'm not sure. I would put it to any particular use because I'm not really that into interested in what's you know, going on down there. Yeah, I'm not really that into marine biology. You could have. Fooled me by all these jokes you come up with to do with lobsters and like prawns. Uh, well, two, come on. Oh, yeah. Two out of uh, a possible seven, if you include today's uh, contribution, so today's... which I might add is fucking brilliant. So oh, you better stick around. <laughs> yes, he's so, he's so hyped up about his joke this week. He said it's miles better than last week, and last week was like my favourite one yet, I think. I wonder, did anyone actually listen to it? Yeah, because I've I've often want yeah maybe I know we know Adam did because Adam yeah. sort of made a point of saying something. Well, it says on our it says on the SoundCloud that it's had uh, like forty. Yeah, but were those complete plays? I know, yeah, it's quite it's quite long. I mean, you know, it it, was. yeah, you've got to set this. It does take a bit of a hole out of your day if you want to listen but to the, the thing whole is, thing. People do things like I listened to podcasts before when I used to sit here and like um, like last night for example I was listening to a podcast in bed and that you don't yeah, need to you be. told me hours. Yeah, because it's... it's what? <laughs> cause, what's, what's wrong with you? Because I had nothing else to do. And I was just re-listening to one that made me laugh. Well, you, why, why, not lis- why not listen to a podcast by a professional? Well, are you saying we're not professionals? I'm telling you we're not professionals. <laughs> Look, my point is, people can sit there and listen to an hour-long thing. I used to, do it all, I used to sit here and play FIFA with the sound down on my TV oh, and yeah. a podcast playing... Next to me, but you, just listen to that used all to, day. You used to listen to a. Well, I imagine you still do listen to a famous, well-known podcast. If it's yeah. the one I'm thinking of. But, that's, but the people you know. that do listen to us, if they choose to listen to it and they want to kill an hour, then there you go. Yeah, I, yeah. it's not that hard. No, but ours isn't <laughs> as good. Why ours are you trying to disparage our podcast every time? I'm just you. You were just so proud that like the ne- the joke you've got this week is going to be amazing. Because I insist on living relentlessly in the real world. Yeah. All right. Well. So. All right. So. There you go. Oh, what was the, we were talking about? Yeah, marine would biology. You swim or swim oh, through the water yeah. or fly. Right. So yes. Um, well, you're, so you're saying flying would be more beneficial to you I I think I would prefer to fly mm. basically because you know wouldn't I have, think, wouldn't have to own a car anymore that'd be quite good well actually no I mean if, yeah owning a car would probably still be useful yeah um, plus you know I don't know if you've ever had those dreams in which you can fly yeah sometimes they're always good fun and then you kind of wake up and you think oh that's a bit of a drag mm. so yeah. we're going for fly basically yeah, I, I think I think flying flying yeah. would be would be fun, you know. Get around. You, I think because the breathing underwater thing's great, but you can't really get around very yeah. far. You can just stay under. And you there could for you could really mess with the local drunks quite a lot. Yeah. Well, you know, you know chucking out time, strolling off to the bus stop. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like, oh, well, here we are again. Eh? <laughs> yeah. Saturday or Friday, depending yeah. on whenever it is you go out. Yeah. Chucking out time, everyone's pissed again, eh? Yeah, yeah. Gotta get a bus home. Gotta get a bus. Oh, wait, no, I don't. Bye. <laughs> Bye. And just sort of fly off. 
Yeah. So long, suckers. <laughs> that would be amazing. But if you were drunk, you might fly drunk. Yeah, but I mean, assuming that there's not really too much in the way of air traffic, you're not going to really... <laughs> I mean, I suppose the only thing you'd have to worry about is sort of is the landing, isn't it, really? Yeah. Or mid- mid-air collisions with pigeons yeah. or something like that. Something like that, yeah. And you would have hoped that the pigeons have all gone to bed by the <laughs> act on. Yeah. They're up, they've got to get up early to, like, you know... Go and try and eat all the leftover Greggs off the floor in the high and street. do terrible things to my car. <laughs> yeah. They don't like your car very much, do they? No. Um, all right, good question. Um, George Grimwood. On a mission... Oh, sorry. You're on a mission to explore the deepest, darkest, unexplored areas of the Amazon jungle. You're in a team all assigned to different jobs, like cooking, hunting, map reader, etc. What would be your speciality on the mission? Hmm... What would you bring to the party? I would be the cook. You'd be the cook? Yeah. Really? Because... That surprises me. Well, no, because it keeps me furthest away from danger. Oh, basically. you coward. <laughs> yeah. Well, you say this, but you made a tea in my kitchen earlier and, like, threw tea everywhere and burnt yeah, yourself. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> so you're not that far away from danger if you're cooking. Yeah, I know, but, you know, you know minor tea incident is nothing compared to well, whatever might be lurking. Well, imagine if you're making tea, tea for the whole squad. That's, that's multiplied the danger. I make right. excellent tea. I didn't question that. I'm just saying you burnt yourself making one cup of tea. No, a freak occurrence. Okay. Yeah. No, I do. Yeah, I, I make mean egg and chips as well. <laughs> egg, and spe- chips. egg and chips. Egg and chips. working just, class. Just, just what you need before you uh, go off macheting your way through the undergrowth. Oh, yeah. Did yeah. you say macheting? Machete. <laughs> okay. I'm not sure macheteing is macheteing a word. I don't know. Maybe we should call this episode macheteing. Well. Yeah. Spell check will catch it if it's not cool. Oh, so. There we go. All right. Cool. So Andrew is going to be the cook, George. Thank Egg you. and chips. Egg and chips, mate. Um, my brother Dan, he's got a qu- this one's quite good. Um, you're given ten thousand pounds a day for the rest of your life, but you have to spend it all by the end of the day, or the money stops, and you can't give the money away. How would you spend it? Are there any sort of further stipulations? Well, you say what you think, and I'll tell you if it's allowed or not. Okay, chuck us a biscuit, because I'm going to need uh, okay. need a good think about this. You need a biscuit to help you think? Yep. Have you wow. got any tea left in there? No, I've used it all up. Are you drinking tea so fast, mate? Well, what's, what do you think it's there Keep for? Mind, in about five minutes, we're going to do the, um, the tea quiz. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, there we go. Biscuits just got destroyed. So that's what they're for. Yeah, true. How are you how are you spending this money then? Well, ten grand a day. I would have thought. <coughs> you basically just need to find a way of precisely calibrating your daily living expenses. <laughs> right. And I reckon that would be doable. I'm not mm. sure how you... I don't know in precise detail how you... £10,000 a day, though. Yeah? How are you going to spend that on just on living expenses? Well, first, move somewhere really high rent. OK. Which takes a sizable chunk out of the ten grand That's already. That's good. good start. You know? So say you've got to spend five grand on rent. You've got five left to spend in that day. OK. Just a day. OK. And keep in mind, your rent's usually, like, monthly. Yeah. So that's, that's one, like, 
five grand, that's just one day for a month to rent. You don't have to worry about that for the rest of the month and you've still got to spend five grand and then ten grand for the rest ah, of the month. Ah, no. Well, let's, let's say hypothetically then that you're uh, moving somewhere extremely high rent. All right. You know, where you're literally spending thousands a day on the rent. It's not just a, it's not just a flat. Okay. You know, it's a... Uh, castle. Yeah. It's a castle <laughs> with a working airport and... <laughs> okay, so you've got to find somewhere to live like that. Yeah. Now, obviously, all the uh, concomitant uh, maintenance costs that would go with that, obviously, yeah. would put a huge dent in all of that. You'd yeah. need a team as well. The okay. team would so need... You're paying... Yeah, you need to pay that lot, you you know. The uh, gardener and the cook and the yeah, cleaner and everything. Yeah, and assuming they all lived in the castle as well, they all need to be fed, so there's the kitchen bill, then you've got to pay the kitchen stuff. Uh-huh. I think it could be done. Yeah? I'd, you know, you know, all you've got to do is find a castle. I would, need, I would need paper and pen and a good hour or so to work it out. <laughs> I could yeah. do it. I could totally do it. You could do it, yeah. The trouble is you'd then become a slave to your own you know, living according to these calculations, really, wouldn't you? I suppose so. But that's kind of the point. Of the question because you got to keep it up or you lose it all yeah so um, what I was going to say you're looking a little bit parched yeah well you so know, um, uh, we're going to do the uh, man could die of thirst before he gets off at a cafeteria yeah, yeah. mate you're spitting feathers over there um, what we got spitting feathers what it's a phrase for gasping is it yeah I've never heard that one oh, there you go um so Emma Chandler, thank you for lending me some tea creating things. Like obviously I had a kettle anyway, but she's given me a new yeah. kettle. Thank you very much for that. Look forward yeah. to sampling it. Yep. Yeah, so here we go. This is uh, I'm going to call it the um, Emma's tea tasting test. Yeah. Tea music. Right, Andrew. Right, we're back. I've set up. We're Three in, cups of tea. We're in the top secret tea testing laboratory. Yep. So we've got three brands of tea. Uh, you don't know which is in which cup, but I do. Um, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to bring over the brands. And you have to match the, have to match the brands to the cup. And then I will tell you if they're all right or not. Right. So the brands we have is Tetley. Uh-huh. PG tips uh-huh. and a Whitard English breakfast tea. Alright, I see. So, so we, would you, yeah. we should just explain for the avoidance of doubt that we've tried to keep as many of the independent, uh, independent variables under control as we possibly can. So, exactly. You know, so none of the teas, for instance, have any milk in them. They're all just as just is. Just standard tea. Standard yeah. tea. Um, but we can't guarantee that they have the same concentration. Or that uh, they were brewed at a uniform temperature, so well, you know, a true Englishman will be able to tell though, won't they? Yeah, yeah. But uh, just saying, even though this is uh, a blind test, we can't guarantee it's entirely scientific. So anyway, do take the results with a pinch right. of salt. Are you going to go for the T? This is T one, T two, and T three. Okay. So do I have to answer after each one, or do I get to choose? Do I you can do it however you want. Take as many sips as I as I like. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Right, so he's going for T1. Quick blow. How's it tasting? Is it good for a start? It's okay. It's a nice tea. It's an adequate tea. Out of 10, what would you give that tea? Um, a strong six. Strong six, okay. He's going for T2. Another, another blow. How's that one treating you? 
Uh, I prefer that one. You prefer I that one? That's a seven. That's a seven. Ooh, okay. Yeah. And now T3. Let's see how this goes. The standard blow. I can tell you unequivocally that that is the Wittard. Oh, he's like, he's, he's, he thinks yeah. he's got that one already. Yeah, okay. yes, that, that's, that's open and shut, that one. Oh, okay. Right, so do you want to put the Wittard with T3? I will. Okay. Right. Right, right, right. So this is so you got two left. You got the Telly and the PG. I actually kind of want to drink the rest of that. <laughs> oh, what would you give that one out of ten? That's nine or nine or ten. Nine or ten. Nine or ten. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So thanks for that, Emma. <laughs> yeah. That's really good. Um, well, you don't know if that is it yet, but oh come on. <laughs> <laughs> right. So you've got to, you've got to try and distinguish the Tetley and the PG. Apparently, you're going to go for T two again. That was the 7 out of 10, I believe, you gave it. Yeah. And going for number 1 again. You're being thorough, I like it. T is a precise business. So what do you think? Mm. It's a serious business. Yeah. <laughs> the suspense is killing me. See if you do any better than the Crystal Palace quiz last week. Whatever do you mean, Christopher? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going for tea one again. You can't just sit here and drink the whole thing, right? Why not? Because this is a, you got. It's the most tea you've ever given me ever. <laughs> I, know, I might as well take advantage of the fact. Well, you can still drink them all after if you want, but come on. What I'm are you just, saying? Uh, you know, I'm, uh, what is tea I'm one? Being, I'm being thorough. I can see that. What is tea one? What would you say tea one is? <laughs> okay, I'm okay. willing to commit. You're willing to commit. So where do you want to put? The PG tips box. Okay. Which only leaves us with the Tetley is T2. So, yes, T1 is PG, T2 is Tetley, and P3, uh, T3 is the Wittard. Is that your final answer? <laughs> that is my final answer. Okay, I'm going to say instantly you were right about the Wittard. Yeah, it you spot it. Yeah, it's made with tea leaves. It's not from a tea bag or yeah, anything. Quality is just, you know. Yeah, that one's blown you away. Yeah, yeah. So you really, have, really happy with that. You're, that is correct. Yeah. That is right. Um, T1, which you've selected as PG Tips, yeah. is actually Tetley. Fuck off. I'm serious. Oh. So these two are the wrong way around, unfortunately. But. So one out of three. One out of three. Shades of the Palace quiz. <laughs> so yeah, how do you? But you, you still, you, you've chosen I've, to carry on drinking the Wittard. <laughs> yeah, I've got a cup of Wittard out of this, which I'm going to continue to yeah. enjoy. So, well, from what we what we can take from this is that um, Wittard's um, of Chelsea English breakfast tea is, according to Andrew, a far superior cup of tea to a PG or a Tetley. Well, it does depend. I mean, you wouldn't put uh, you wouldn't dump a load of milk and sugar in it. No, I mean you might, but you shouldn't. Nah. <laughs> um, Fair enough, mate. But uh, there you go. Excellent. Well done. Excellent. Well done, mate. Yeah. We'll have another quiz next week. I'm, I'm so happy to have been part of this. <laughs> yeah, because you've got tons of tea out yeah. of it. Brilliant. Damn right. All right, let's hit some music. And we're back from the tea thing. Wow, yeah. That was... Uh, delicious? Wow. Refreshing, delicious. Yeah. Sensational. Well, in fact, we've got to think of a new quiz for next week now. Oh, God. Oh, we, we'll think of something great. 
Don't worry about that, people. We'll, well have something for you. send your ideas in on a postcard. Yeah, if you have any We won't ideas. read them, but <laughs> I'll read them. I'll read them for sure. And we'll do another quiz of some variety next week. You know week. what I need to uh, wash down all that tea? What? A biscuit. Another biscuit? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's actually the last biscuit. Is it? Yeah. So wow. Make, make it last, mate. Enjoy it. And while you're enjoying it, next question. Um, Kelsey Smith, hello. Mm. Kelsey's question is, yeah. um, would you rather have feet as hands or hands as feet? Which is more satisfying or annoying? Hmm. Well, I assume you'd end up with four of each, wouldn't you? Yes. Yeah, yeah. She did mention that. Okay. I think I'd cope better with four hands and four feet, personally. Well, feet for hands is going to be a nightmare, isn't it? Yeah. At least you could... I mean, how would you do up your shoes, for one thing? Well, very true. And you might even have to wear shoes on your hands in the first place. Well, that's, my, that's entirely my point. Yeah. So you've got to do you've got two pairs of... Shoes. Two pairs of shoes. Well, two pairs of shoes without any hands. Without any hands. Well, that's not possible. Absolute really. nightmare. Um, she did actually ask another question, which was um, about our phobias and stuff. But we did actually cover this. So, and I think we agreed. We? Yeah, yeah. It was. Um, I think Emily asked that in one of the episodes, and we both kind of agreed on heights. Was both oh, well, I remembered a new. I remembered a couple of new ones. <coughs> you got some new phobias. Well, no, not not new phobias, but old phobias that I've only just remembered. No, right, go for it. Yeah. For some reason, at some point in my teens, I became absolutely convinced that um, a catastrophic meteor event was going to happen imminently. Right. And I have absolutely no idea where that came from. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah. From your arse, Apocalypse Now. Oh, <laughs> No, you got the wrong... Deep Impact, you got the wrong film. You said Apocalypse Now first. Yeah, but then I said Deep Impact. Yeah, but that was the one but I that's, that, that's the one that would actually fit better for the meeting oh, okay. thing, isn't it? All Have right. you ever seen Deep Impact? Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. So you, you've managed to screw up your own joke quite no, spectacularly. No, it wasn't a joke, it wasn't... Well, whatever, mate. Um, let's do the Sheer next question. Competence. Oh, mate. Um, We're going to I did... Well, I was going to go for the next question. Is that all right with you? I suppose so. Cheers, mate. Oh, um, you're right. K- Katie Reeves. Thank you. This is your first question on the podcast. Welcome. Thank you. Welcome aboard. Welcome, yes. Um, she said, would you rather fight one horse-sized duck or a hundred duck-sized horses? And she'd like you to explain your strategy for victory. So you got a massive duck. I'm just going to say <laughs> straight off the bat, mm. a horse-sized duck sounds... Bloody terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine that? <laughs> massive, yeah. Splosh, splosh, splosh. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? What's the ducks having a swim? And... <laughs> yeah, but that was just... Oh, my God. Okay, cool. Go yeah. on. That's, that's what, what, would, what would, like, a hundred uh, horses... And, you know... That size like ducks. Have. I mean, a duck that size, you wouldn't dare bring a loaf of bread within, like, a hundred metres of no, the damn just, thing, would you? No. It probably wouldn't even be interested in loaf of bread. It would just want to eat you. It would, it would probably walk to the uh, Warburton's uh, bakeries, I should imagine, and just dominate the place. Yeah. And who's going to stop it? Well, who's are you going to stop it? Who's going to argue with a duck the size of a horse? <laughs> I don't know. Not me. Because they're so pa- so good things to begin <laughs> with. So you're saying instantly... You'd I mean, it's no, it's no coincidence that both Disney and Warner Brothers invented cartoon ducks with famously bad tempers. Okay. Just saying. Well, does this mean you're leaning towards fighting a hundred duck-sized horses? 
I think my odds of victory would be more favourable. How would you take him out? Um, well, I don't think it would be any specific strategy. What would you? Well, what just kicking him and? <laughs> yeah, I think you, know, you could probably do about four with a single toe punch. <laughs> Oh, a single toe punt. But I mean, would it? But by this point, would we have exhausted all, you know, possibility of a peaceful resolution? What do you mean? Has there been any attempt at diplomacy? How are you going to talk to them? Well, no, they, they don't care about that. They're what savages. What they're what not, I, they're well, after you. What if I have like a huge pack of polaments? <laughs> well, you could offer them tree ball extra strong mints. Then again, might. then again, a horse as small as that, if you give them an entire pile, <coughs> I don't know what they would do to them. Yeah, no, I mean, I think you should always seek a peaceful resolution first. These horses are not interested. They just they just gun him for you. Okay, can they be contained? Uh, what, what, are you going to try and catch them all? Like yeah. Pokemon? Yeah, why not? <laughs> Alright. Why not? Get the broom out. Go on, over this way. Yeah. In, the, in you get... <laughs> in you get what's he got like a massive cage well it's a scaled down horse pen a scaled down horse pen yeah there's a lot of effort going into this I think I'd rather just have a kind of the duck and just jump on it and just like the duck will end you what are you talking about <laughs> it's the size of a horse yeah well alright yeah you're probably right no, it'll peck your head off <laughs> yeah alright I guess just we're going for the horses gobble you up in one gulp yeah all right, let's go for the next question. Cheers for that, Kay. Um, Shannon, Walton, do things happen for a reason? A serious question. Mm. I think what Shannon means by this question is do things happen because of some predetermined plan? I think yeah, that's yeah, yeah. kind of what she means. Yeah. Because, you know, I don't think there is a plan. No. Or a pattern or anything like that personally so we're going for no I'm going to say no but you know it depends how you interpret the questions as well I mean things do happen for reasons mm. but the reasons well, cause and effect yeah exactly yeah that's, that's, that's what I mean yeah but it's not part of a, a preordained master no. plan or anything like that I don't believe that fair enough there you go Shan uh, Steve Watling how you doing Steve um, he said, do you, do you agree with Michael Evis that there are only three legends, Elvis, Sinatra, and himself? Well, I'm going to just straight away go, no, because he's forgotten. He's forgotten, he's forgotten about Steve Watling. Ah, there you the, go. The absolute legend there that is. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The question is clearly a non sequitur. <laughs> he's like, Steve, he's forgot about you, mate. Yeah. I think I even said this to you the other day. So, he's wrong. Basically, I'm sure. Well, Elvis and Sinatra, legends, but can't forget about. There's so many people, man. That's that's a silly thing to say. And a lot <laughs> of legends as well. Exactly. Well, look at Lemmy and Bowie and Rickman. I'd class them all as legends. Um. Anyway. Yeah. Uh. Adam Jarrett had another question. This was regarding last week's where we spoke about the zombie. Vampire apocalypse. Is it sort of a follow-up question? Yeah, he said, in in such an event, who would you um, want by your side to defend against the onslaught? Are there any sort of limitations on who I can or cannot he just select? Said, he said non-famous. Not okay, so it's someone I know personally. Yeah, then. yeah. Um, what about Adam? Would you have him? 
Well, you know, I, I don't, I don't know how Adam is. A, I don't know how Adam is in a crisis. You know. Well, he plays a lot of um, computer games, so he might know some little tricks. He might have some yeah. tricks up his sleeve. I mean, I wouldn't. Uh, I don't think I could have you in my team. Why? You go to pieces at the first sign of trouble. Would what? Yeah. Oh, that's a harsh thing to say. Well, man. you know. Just putting that out there. Alright. Um, well, I wouldn't want you either. In fact, you know, wouldn't have anyone in the band actually. No. Because the first thing that happened is, Andrew, what do we do? Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> fact, what good that'd be. Yeah. Um, let me think. So, you, Matt Lavelle would be quite yeah. useful, I think. Yeah, that would, I imagine, that would be useful. Well, I'm at, you know, I think uh, he's very organised. Okay. You know, and I hope you're listening, Matt. You're getting complimented. Yeah, he's very <laughs> organised. So, you know, obviously in a zombie apocalypse scenario, provisions will be limited. Yeah. He'd be very good at organising that and making sure everyone has their ra- uh, allotted ration and no more. Yeah. Um, you know, that would be quite useful. Do we know anyone who's got sort of technical skills? Probably. Not that I can think of the stuff in my head. But Chrissy... Chrissy and Chrissy, vehicle maintenance. I think a a a solid vehicle for scavenging yeah. uh, sorties yeah, would yeah. be quite useful. And you know, you need someone to look after the vehicle, otherwise, you know, it's game over. Mm, so true. Chrissy would be quite. How many teammates am I allowed? Well, he just said well, he just said who would you want by your side. So he didn't say how many. Ah, well. Let's say go. one more. So you've got Matt, Matt Label, um, Chrissy, and who's your third on your team? What, what skill set am I lacking? Do you think? Well, so you've got the organisation, you've got the vehicle, the scouting and all that. Mm. Maybe you want a bit of muscle. Who's, who's the muscle then? Well, it's your it's, it's question posed to you, man. Who's Who would you have that's handy with his fists that you could take on a, a rabble of zombie vampires? Well, the thing is, if they're willing to go you know, toe-to-toe with the zombies, I think mm. they're probably already done for, aren't they? Shall we say Dan Cox? Well, <laughs> well no, because they were a man down already, aren't they? <laughs> Uh, all right. That's got to, you've got to think these things through. All right. So, what, who? I don't know. I would need to think about this. Well, you've got two members, so you can have a think about the third yeah. while we move on. Um, Emily wanted you to do her homework for her. Did she now? <laughs> yeah. She said, um, should we imprison people for non-violent crimes? And she told you to elaborate because she's got to hand a piece of work in. On she's got to hand it in soon, has she? Yeah. Well, unfortunately, Emily, um, I have no legal training and I have no training in the social sciences whatsoever, so, you know, sorry. <laughs> do your own homework. <laughs> oh, do your own homework. Oh, deep. All right, there you go, Emily. Sorry. He's, he's uh, sorry, holding help. information. Um, Emma Chandler, she, um, you remember when she came up with um, some words... The, the, yeah. youth, the youth of today. I just want to. I just want to point out, actually, on that on that subject. Yeah. That since you enlightened me with these <laughs> fascinating new words. Yeah. I have yet to see them appear anywhere. I actually. Or heard, yet to hear them. I actually heard I, someone. So at work. I'm. I'm still not convinced they're real. Basically. No, I actually heard someone say one of the ones I'm about to give you in the tattoo shop where I was working this week. Yeah, but what about the last? Uh, the last batch. I haven't heard them yet. Yeah. But. It's not to say they're not in rotation. No, anyway, I'm, I'm not having that. Well, so. oh, you're going to have to take it. I'm, 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 I'm an empiricist <coughs> in these matters. Right, can I give you the... There's only two. So can I give them to you? Shoot. All right, the first one is salty. 
Someone's being a bit salty. Well, that's, uh, that's quite an old-fashioned one, isn't it? Is it? If someone's salty. So what does it mean? It means they've sort of given you grief and yeah. they've been a bit of a hard ass. And... Yeah. Yeah. Being a bit bitter, a bit aggressive, things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, not bad. <laughs> the second one was ham. What? <laughs> ham. As in... Don't get ham about it. Is that like the same as hammy? <laughs> like, well, you know, like when you say that 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 TV show was really hammy, or uh, no, I don't think so. Not in this. Don't get ham about it. <laughs> yeah. So, ham, ham is a state of being, presumably. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What kind of state of being? Well, you can't tell me, can you? Because right. that would give the game away. Yeah, yeah. What would you wager? Uh, don't know. <laughs> hell, that went on forever. It basically means when someone's going mad about something, don't they're, getting, ham. they're getting a bit of ham. Like fucking hell, really? Don't get ham about it, mate. Yeah. What's the uh, <laughs> What's the history of this expression? I don't Who know. made this one up? I don't know. I don't know where these words come from. These are just ones Emma's found for you. All right, Dan Cox wants to know the origin of the word fuck. Well, it's, it's interesting that Dan is asking this question because Dan once actually told me this in the mm. pub. So, so what does it mean? He, he's clearly forgotten. He's mentioned this to me. Um, well, Dan's version of it is... Uh, I, look, I looked this up, by the way, so, and apparently it's true. It's true. Okay, fair enough. Dan's correct version of it yeah. is that it's actually an acronym mm -hmm. which stands for Fornicate Under Command of the King. Yeah, basically. Basically. And, he and the he... idea was that uh, if a census revealed that the population was dwindling... Yeah. He'd shore, he would basically get the numbers to shore up by commanding everyone to go at it, basically. <laughs> this is amazing. Well, you, know, there's, uh, you can't fault the logic there, quite frankly. Go forth and fuck, Yeah. basically. And has it ever mentioned what the penalty for not fornicating was? No, I, didn't, I haven't looked into that. Because that would be quite horrifying, actually, if you think yeah. about it. Like the king knocking on your door. You better be doing it. Yeah. I'm coming in. Like, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not embarrassed. Yeah. If you're not doing it, there's yeah. going to be fucking trouble. I want to watch. <laughs> I want to watch, yeah, yeah, the king in the corner, you yeah. in your castle. Yeah. <laughs> like, Christ, that's a scary thought, isn't it? It is really scary. Yeah, um, so, well, thank God we don't live in those days anymore. Yeah, well, there you go. There's the origin of the word fuck. Katie Golding, this is my favourite question ever, I think. I love the thought of this. If you could vend a product from your body, like a vending machine, what would you produce and where, would, where on your body would you produce it from? So, like, you know, for example, Smarties from the nose. Crisps out of the ears. Yeah. Would it be like a complete bag of crisps, or would it just be individual crisps well, it's up to you. out you at get random? A, you get a choice. Because I don't think... I think if, if that were the case, I think people could be forgiving for, forgiven for not wanting to eat them. Sam said to me yesterday, Sam Edwards, he said he'd have rum come from his finger. Well, that'd be quite good. Oh, it doesn't have to be an orifice. <laughs> no, it can come from anywhere. You can right. shoot something out of your nipple or your toe or right. your bum cheek. Okay. <laughs> That's good news. Mm. Um, World of possibilities, mate. Fantastic. Well, what's... Uh, I was about to say what's got the best margins, but if you're <laughs> able sorry, to... Sorry, I just had the most disgusting thought of you producing brown sauce from your nipple. <laughs> For some reason, I was like, he's going to say that. H, was it Henry or Harry Palmer sauce? Are you stunned? You know just, what you've just you're done? Just, you're just blinking at me. You know what you've just done? What have I done? You've just ruined HP sauce for me forever. <laughs> 
Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome, mate. Mm. Come on. So what would it be? What would you choose? Um, well, I was about to say um, what's got the best margins, but then if you're like producing the thing without any base cost, margin there's no doesn't need, matter. Yeah, margins don't really matter, do no, they? Right. So, what can you sell at the highest price, basically? Oh, so you you want to sell it, basically? Well, yeah. yeah. Why wouldn't you? Well, it needs to be something that everyone wants. Then. Well, what does everyone want? What does everyone like? Um, everyone likes cheese. Don't they? What if you're lactose intolerant? All right, we'll scratch that one then. Um, water. Everyone likes water. This is but true. It's a bit boring. It's a bit boring. You would need to. This thing you'd need to be able to bottle it, wouldn't you? Yeah. So you would. There would be a base cost there. Mm. So what are we what are we thinking then? Um, petrol. There we go. Petrol. Petrol. From where? <laughs> um. You stick your pump in someone's car. Petrol from... <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah, well done, mate. No, I would, that would be a bit... Uh, <laughs> yeah. That would be a bit weird. Yeah. So petrol from where? I don't know. Does it really matter? Yeah. Because right. well, if you if you want to use it, it's for good, and you want to use it in people's cars, it's easy so you can get into the... All right. Petrol from my fist. From your fist? Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> so also, because then, because then, I suppose, it, yeah, it would give me... Uh, a good advantage in a fist fight because what I could do is like hold a lighter in front of my fist and that's good know, flame that's good. punch someone into a living flame punch yeah um, well no I mean I wouldn't put the petrol directly into a car would I I'd uh, put it into a can a petrol can oh yeah fair enough good answer except um, I suppose the oil the global oil price is falling though so oh, for that's, fuck's sake so that's, that's not, going. that's not <laughs> come on so that's actually probably quite a bad idea thinking about yeah, it yeah alright we've got so to move on so it wouldn't be petrol mate. I've got to rethink uh, I'm getting told we need to move on by the powers that be Someone, really yeah my head, my earpiece here well, so, the, I'm, so we're going to leave Katie's question unanswered no you, you, you said petrol me. from your fist well I've changed my mind oh fucking hell come on oh, well what then let's say <laughs> Let's say Ribena from my kneecap. There you go. <laughs> I like I like it. There you go. Everyone likes Ribena. It's rich in vitamin C. There we go. Right. Do you know what it's time for? It's quarter past six. So, uh... That means it's joke time. Are you ready for this? You said it was even better than last week. Dude. <laughs> oh, hit me with it. I can't wait. The cornerstone of our podcast. Well... Folks, if you've heard this one before, I offer my sincere apologies. Go. Once upon a time, there was a wasp. Okay. And um, this wasp, he was a particularly good wasp. Good wasp, yeah. Uh, an excellent, an excellent wasp. That's rare as well because wasps are little shit. Usually, yes. <laughs> yeah. But this one was a bit of a forward thinker. Mm. If you like, you know. wasps put me in mind. Sorry to interrupt, but wasps put me in mind of. Put the di- me in mind. The di- of. Yeah, no. You are turning into me. The difference. It's brilliant to watch. <laughs> the difference between a wasp and a bumblebee to me is the equivalent of, like, a wasp is that um, is like that chavy guy in the pub that comes in and causes a load of shit, gets drunk and wants to fight everyone, and a bumblebee is like the old man at the end of the bar telling war stories. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just wanted to throw that in there, but yeah. So we got a wasp who's a good wasp. So well, I mean, I don't mean he. I mean, he's obviously a, he's obviously a good character. This wasp. Yeah. But I mean, by excellent as well, he has a skill set which far outstrips your average wasp. <laughs> okay, as well. cool. You know, he's uh, he can produce ribena from his knees. 
well, no, you can't do that. That's <laughs> only I am allowed to do that. <laughs> um, but um, this is the thing: in ordinary wasp society, mm. you know, opportunities for alternative lifestyles are quite limited, unfortunately. Okay. You know, because they will live in a nest and within a swarm or a hive or whatever, they have a very clear set of societal roles and functions. Okay. And obviously for a wasp of such immeasurable brilliance as this guy, mm. we'll call him Jeff. Mm-hmm. No, let's call him Alan. Alan the wasp. Alan the wasp. Yeah, with such skill sets as uh, Alan possesses, you know, unsatisfactory, basically. So, uh, it came time, he uh, decided he, he decided to leave the family unit. Mm. For the sake of this joke, let's just imagine that wasps live in a nuclear family. Okay. And uh, not as pives, even right. though I just said earlier that they do. So I've already fucked up. Alright, that's alright. Abandoned joke. Sorry, folks. Oh. Null and void. Oh. Are you going to finish? Might as well. Alright, cool. Um, so, yeah, he packs up his uh, wasp suitcases. Yeah. And uh, says to his wasp family, I'm away. <laughs> I'm away. Yeah, gotta see, uh, gotta seek the fortune. Mm. No, I, well, okay, well. You are an excellent wasp. <laughs> so, good luck to you. Cool, so he's off. So off he goes. Mm-hmm. And uh, first thing he does is he uh, he um, enters a competition. Okay. It's a good competition because uh, <laughs> the competition, the, the the grand prize, yeah, is a scholarship to Oxford. Oh wow! You know, which is. You know, not to be sniffed at. The University of Oxford. Oxford. Yeah. Uh, cool. And, uh, oh, well, I better enter this competition. Yeah. And it was basically a, a speed maths challenge. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, absolutely wiped the floor with everybody. Yeah. Because he was an excellent wasp. <laughs> right, cool. You know, his wasp brain had a computational capacity which far outstrips that of any human. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah. So he got the scholarship to Oxford and, uh, you know, you know, didn't even have to do his uh, bachelor uh, segment of his uh, studies. They said, you're too good, mate. You're too damn good. <laughs> we, you, we'll put you on the doctorate course already. Wow. So he had delivered an absolutely barnstorming thesis on differential calculus. Okay. Which, you know, you know, completely rewrote the rule book as far as all that stuff is concerned. Wow, yeah. Because he was a brilliant wasp. <laughs> he was a brilliant wasp. Yeah. And, uh, well, obviously, you can't keep a lid on something like that. No. You know, so word got out. Mm. And uh, eventually, you know, he decided to move on from mathematics and uh, put his brilliant brain to work in medicine okay Dr um, Wasp Dr Wasp well no, no he's, he's called Alan Dr Alan Wasp Dr Alan the Wasp <laughs> yeah. yeah okay PhD <laughs> and um, you know he within 
you know, within two or three years of uh, um, becoming a research fellow at uh, a place that looks into experimental um, medical treatments. Yeah. So I can't think of somewhere that does that sort of thing off the top of my head. Right. He, uh, you know, he basically cured everything. Wow. Like literally everything. Right. Yeah. Because he's a brilliant wasp. Because he's a brilliant wasp. Yeah, just absolutely <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um, you know, so that's great. He uh, then decided, well, you know, I've done the medicine thing. I'm going to go back. You've always got to go back to your roots. So you've got to go stick with what you know. So he went back to his uh, differential calculus. Yeah. And from it, he was able to deduce a new economic theory and produce a perfect economic model for the entire world. Wow. So poverty, yep. hunger, um, starvation. All gone. Uh, wealth inequality. Yeah. Vanish. Yeah. Wow. And the world was at peace. Sweet. And, because uh, well, he was an excellent wasp. <laughs> Superb, in fact. Yeah, <laughs> okay. And, um, but he wasn't finished yet. Oh, no. And he's like, okay, well, you know, that's two pretty good notches on the belt. Yeah. And I think I'm going to run for political office now, wow. he said to himself one day. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, he decided to, just for shits and gigs, he'd move to America yeah. and run for presidential office over there. You know. Yeah. And after quite a lengthy campaign, I mean, it's, to be honest, I mean, with that kind of track the record, it's difficult to imagine how anyone could not get elected. Well, yeah. I mean, single-handedly wiping out every disease ever yeah. and achieving world peace. Yeah. And harmony. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, they'd be, uh, be fools not to, really. So he won, he won with 100% of the vote mm-hmm. because that's, uh, you know, obviously what would happen. To a brilliant wasp. Yep. And, uh, you know, he uh, became, you know, Wasp president of uh, the first wasp ever to hold political office in America. Right. Or actually, no, actually thinking about it, there's a joke in there actually, but I won't do that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. It's a different take on the, the meaning of the word wasp. All right, okay. I'll explain, I'll explain later. All right, cool. And um, eventually, you know, he tires of all of this, as you would, you know. I mean, what else are you, you going to do next? Yeah, right. Release an album? You already did that. <laughs> Did it? Yeah, went, mul- went multi-platinum everywhere. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You know. <coughs> uh, went to space, obviously. First wasp in space. Yeah. Yeah. He's earning his stripes. Oh, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> oh. That's, uh, the, that's the best part of the joke so far. I, I like how all of these jokes are masterfully an- annotated with these ridiculous puns. <laughs> yeah, that has to be done. Mm. Come on in. So what does he do? Well, he decides to, yeah, decides he's got to go back to his roots, as he said before. So, yeah. decides to go home. Right. Finally, after all this time. Yeah, yeah. But absolutely overjoyed to see him because obviously, you know, word spreads even into the wasp community yeah, yeah. about all these amazing things that he's done. Mm. His family, nuclear family, which wasps definitely have. Yeah. So yeah, they thought, well, we better throw a party. Yeah. Let's blow up some balloons. It's the least they could do. Get some twiglets in. Yeah, yeah. You know. Um, but obviously, you know, the party, as they do, it got a bit, it went on a bit, and they thought, you know what, let's uh, let's uh, let's go to the pub as well. 
Okay. You know. But yeah. uh, unfortunately, uh, it just happened to be on a particularly busy summer evening. Yeah. You know, because the Wasps had just won the World Cup. Oh, incidentally, he did that as well. <laughs> okay. Because uh, he was a brilliant Wasp. Yeah, yeah. And so, obviously, in, in the Wasp town, in the Wasp village, they were all going bonkers, yeah, yeah, as yeah. you would expect. And he went to the pub, and the queues were just unbelievable, as you would, as, <laughs> as you would expect. Yeah, okay. I mean, even being the Wasp who just won the World Cup and solved all yeah. the world's problems and went to space. And, President and all this. Yeah, even that was not going to get him... To the, to the front of the bar any quicker. Right. Yeah, that's how busy it was. And so, oh, forget this. I mean, that was, and that was, it turned out, that was just the, uh, that was just the bottled lager bar. Right. You yeah. know, so they really stretched <laughs> the capacity. Oh, oh, well, I didn't fancy lager much anyway. Let's, right. uh, let's, um, I could do with a pint of uh, draft bitter though. Yeah, yeah. So uh, they find another pub and they see a sign, draft ales on tap. Oh, perfect, let's go there. Yeah, yeah. Again, same thing, you know, same same problem. Same problem arises. And, oh, God, this is just getting ridiculous now, isn't it? But, um, and uh, a very helpful member of the pub team yeah. sees Alan and his family sort of despairing at the situation. Yeah. And um, so says to them, you all right, folks? Yeah. And they say, well, you know, Wasp could die of thirst around here in this queue, couldn't he? Mm. Um, yeah, well, I'll tell you what, because it's a very special evening, um, I'll, I'll let you uh, let you in on a little secret. We are going to be serving a special homemade punch in the beer garden <laughs> in in 15 minutes. Okay. But um, we won't t- we have, no one else knows yet, it's just uh, between the bar staff and you. So well, yeah. if you're there in... Uh, in ten minutes, yeah, you'll be front of the queue, no problem. You can drink all the punch that you like. Sweet, oh, looking perfect. good. Yeah, yeah, just, just, just the thing. So uh, they wait ten minutes, mm-hmm. then nonchalantly stroll out to the beer garden because you know they don't want to attract any undue attention, do they? No, no. You know, and uh, and sure enough, there was no punchline. Oh my god. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, okay. Good joke, mate. I no didn't. I... <laughs> oh. Okay. Did you not like that one? I did like that one. Okay. A lot. <laughs> Just, yeah. I'm trying to think if it was better than last week's. Both of them were. Pretty... I, like, I like this one better. Yeah. Good stuff, mate. I think we should wrap it up, though. This has been a long episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we've... Uh, oh, I haven't finished my zombie apocalypse team yet. Oh, we'll have to leave it now, won't we? Well, I'm just going to have to go it alone. Yeah, well, well, you've got Matt Label and Chrissy with you. Mm. Well, if anyone wishes to apply for the vacant position, you know, let us know and tell us what unique skill set you could bring to the table which would yeah. be useful in that situation turning, turning the questions around on the listeners well you know I think it's I think it's uh, yeah. seven weeks I think it's only fair yeah yeah quite frankly can't be a one way street forever can it no yeah. alright well uh, we'll wrap it up there thank you for listening and um, yeah let's hit that music bye bye